Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Two Sleeps of the Gully and in exciting news, uh, his social life has finally evened out a bit that he can come back and get on and that is of course our co-host Glenn. How Hello, are you Glenn? I'm good, I'm back, I'm back, it's good to be back. He's back, uh, in park form. I, <laughs> I don't know if you've already <laughs> fired out the Simpsons quote, yeah, how, how long was that, 10 seconds? 10, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, no, I wish I had a, a story about, um, you know. Traveling around and you know doing research and you know homework. And no one would believe that you were doing research, <laughs> mate. <laughs> not not a soul. You need boots on the ground in, in London, man. You know, or you know, I've been scouring the African continent for players in the jungle or something yeah, like that. A quick sweep through Bangladesh to catch um, the Bangladesh Island Test match. Yeah. Uh, no, I've just been a bit slack, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm back. Um, and as you heard, we've yeah. also got Aaron here as well. G'day, mate. Hello, viewers. So uh, we've got... Uh, you know, Don't be like that. Got a little bit to talk about. We've got some exciting news regarding the upcoming 50-over World Cup um, and our quest to find each nation's best one-day international side. Um, is stopping in uh, Sri Lanka. You might be familiar if you've been following the podcast for a while. Uh, last year we did a run-through where we picked uh, the best test 11s for each country. Yep. We did it sort of as a voting thing. It wasn't we rocked up with uh, with an 11 in mind. We went through the players. If there was any disputes, we then voted on who came in. So we're doing a similar sort of process now with Sri Lanka. We've already ticked England off the board, the reigning World Cup champions. So uh, mm. we've now moved to, uh, yeah. to okay. Sri Lanka. It was interesting the reaction that um, we got from the English team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everybody everybody had their two balls. What about his play? I became the armchair critic, and I I, I would like to come on now and and just... uh, 
before we get to the Sri Lankan uh, team. Uh, well, I did bring it up with you on the on the Facebook. Uh, Nick Knight. Nick Knight, man. This, uh, did, you, did, did, you, did you then go and look at his stats oh. in comparison to the guys that you wanted to displace? I did, I did, I did. Did you find that they don't really compare? They do. They, they do, do not. They do. <laughs> they do not. All right, so you're talking about Graham Gooch. All right, I'll bring his stats up now. All right, and yes, he did play a few more tests, uh, a few more one-dayers, uh, but only 25. So he made 4,290 runs at 36 Mm-hmm. It's a good record in the one-day game. Um, but Nick Knight, comparable amount. He had 100 one-day internationals, 3,637 uh, runs at 40, 40.41. Cool. Now look at the dates that they played. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when did, when did Graham Gooch play? Uh, he played... Uh, 75 to 95. And Nick Knight? He played... Uh, no, oh, hang on, that's tests. Uh, 96 to 2003. Cool. So if you were, while you were gallivanting around the world yep. and finding your, yourself in the, in the hiatus, we yep. actually put forward there was going to be a great deal of weight played, uh, given to guys who played in the early era where run scoring wasn't quite as prolific mm. and uh graham gooch also was at various points um considered to be one of the best players in the world the other thing we helped i mean I, to... I maybe maybe for his bowling because he, he was a handy bowler by the looks of it graham gooch um but uh nick yeah. knight played in an era where run scoring was a little more freer in terms of how many mm. um and possibly the quality of the opposition wasn't as Higher standard as Graham Gooch faced for a lot of his career. The other method we use to separate players, especially when we're going across eras, because it's very difficult, obviously, when you know you're trying to set a score of two twenty to win a game, and then you move forward in an era, and you know you need three twenty to win a game. There's obviously going to be a massive disparity in, in in strike rate and average and run scored and all those sort of things. Was their ICC rankings that they they achieved and, and right. Graham Gooch achieved? I think we were. I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure Graham Gooch achieved third in the world at one point. Yeah. In terms of ICC rankings, and Nick Knight never got anywhere close to yeah, being I mean, that high. But I mean, you got, you got to think about uh, what Nick Knight did for um, English one-day cricket, and he he was out there. He was the dasher at the top of the order, um, so he was there, kind of Gilchrist in a way. What was Nick Knight's uh, strike rate for being a dasher? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it's not on this uh, thing. But he was. It would have been higher than Gooch, surely. Yeah. True, but Gooch obviously, again, playing in an era where you didn't dash so much, you just batted like test cricket essentially for um, 35 overs and then you started to have a bit of a crack towards the end. So, so yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. I appreciate yeah. your opinion, but you, would, right. have, you would have got voted out on that one. I All don't right. think uh, any of us were going to go back you to drop Gooch for That's okay. Well, I've had my say. <laughs> um I right. told you the deep of, the of um, devil's advocacy. It's, yep. it's good to uh, it's good to be the armchair critic. I've got to say, yeah, felt good. <laughs> yeah, These no, muppets I mean, don't know what they're talking about. The show's falling apart without me. <laughs> no, yeah, I did an arbitrary search that um, you know averages didn't match up. 
Um, so. Yeah, so that's well, it's good. It's good you brought this up because obviously you missed the first one. So yes, um, one. Well, I should have listened to the episode. Yeah, probably well. should have, especially yeah. considering that you used to be on. The- <laughs> <laughs> that just felt like homework. Um, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was just about to say that it would have so, felt so, like homework. So the methodology, I, well, the methodology yeah. that I have been using, of by no means am I forcing it on who people come on here to do this is. Yes, it's it's silly to expect guys that were batting in the the seventies and eighties to be going at a strike rate of ninety and averaging yeah. forty five because that that's just you know that's Vivian Richards. Yeah, yeah. Vivian Richards is the best one day player that's ever lived. It just mm-hmm. simply wasn't done at that point. So I believe we had David Gower on there who had an average of thirty and a strike rate of in the mid seventies, maybe. Yeah, and he was yeah. he's got the fourth highest one day international ranking in terms of the ICC ranking ever. Right. So, you know, there, there's there's you you've got to you can't just unlike Test cricket, where Test cricket hasn't evolved as much, one day cricket has obviously taken a, a massive change in a fairly short period of time. Like, and it, it doesn't a, matter so much in Test cricket how you score the runs. As long as, you, as long as you, you score the runs, the score the runs, um, and yeah. Um, so, you, like, if you look at it, I'm sure the if you go over the stats, the strike, the uh, you know runs per over, for example, runs in a day have fluctuated and are probably trending, especially now <laughs> with England doing what they're doing, they're going to be trending up. But there's a it would be a, a marginal difference over yeah. a long period of time. Whereas if you look at one day cricket, it was very much sort of eighties or seventies, eighties, mid nineties, and this is actually one of the teams we're going to be talking about that helped usher in this new era. It was all very sort of yeah. you know, it was a steady sort of gradual increase like that. Yeah. And then you get to the mid nineties, and then all of a sudden there's that push to go and score really quickly in the first fifteen overs. Uh, while the field is up, and then all of a sudden you're looking at instead of 225, 230 being a, that's a really good score on a one day, you're now sort of pushing towards that 250, 260, yeah. and then in sort of the the years gone by, England at the peak of their powers um, post the 2015 World Cup, you know, teams were pushing to try and get to that 500 mark. So really big 300 scores were being um, scored and chased down. So Well, 300 scores these days, on you know, given all things being equal, isn't that big a score anymore. You know, guys are going at, you know, particularly with the advent of, of 20, yeah. 2020. With the right pitch, they're, they're, not, they're yeah. not afraid to chase 300. No, and, and, um, they, and they set out to do it. You mm-hmm. know, they will have the plan, that's not enough, we're going to get that. So I, I just think that, you know, we I think we place the right amount of weight on the yeah. eras, you know, and like I was lucky enough to watch these guys in their prime, and I can tell you now they would stack up very comfortably if they were playing in this era. They would be able to play the, in the way that they play in this era. They were wonderful players. Yeah, Gooch and Gow which is so, two of so the greatest English batsmen. You are right. Like, yeah. Or if you you couldn't take Graham Gooch mm-hmm. um, today and plug him into, like, Graham Gooch and plug him into the, the top of the English batting order today. It wouldn't work. Yeah. But I, I think if that's the case, one day cricket has evolved, especially for a batting unit, has evolved so far that then you're just not going to pay any respect to any of the guys that came before because it'll fill, be filled with the likes of Bairstow and Roy at the top of the order because they're going at basically a runner ball, mm. averaging 40. But it's, you know, at no like Roy, yeah. for example, hasn't been considered one of the the best one-day players, and I think he's cracked the top ten in rankings. Mm. So that's sort of how we I was using it to, you know, a weight on obviously 
what their peers are doing, what the expectations mm. of the era are doing, and then using the ICC rankings to sort of give a little bit of a little bit of an insight as to how these guys were viewed at the time in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. And so it would be one of the reasons that we ended up tipping towards Gooch. I remember was going and looking at those rankings and seeing that yeah. at one point he was he was fairly high up there. So he was considered, despite yeah. a fairly meagre me, stats in yeah. comparison to today, one of the better players going For me, I, I only caught the end of, of Gooch's career, but I remember Nick Knight coming through and... And being like, oh, okay, England want to actually play one day cricket now, you know. Like oh, that's... look, Nick Knight was a, yeah. was oh. a, 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 pr- a pretty fair player. There's no doubt about that. And yeah. the, and he was that guy who was the start of really of that English era of this is what how we want to go about things. We're going to have someone yeah. up the top of the order who's going to be aggressive, who yeah. can go at that. Well, that, it turns out he wasn't that aggressive. His strike rate is only seventy one. But and, uh, and, and, in, fa- and in, in fairness as well yeah. to, to Nick Knight, who was a wonderful player, he was probably prominent in you'd almost have to say England's probably most mediocre yeah. era of yeah. one day cricket in that sort of late nineties, yeah. early thousands. Yeah. They were they were the also rans. They yeah. once they once they lost that ninety two World Cup in Australia, I mean they weren't really a no one can sit no one was sitting there worried about what England were gonna do at mm. a World Cup. Well, like they, obviously they, they'd make their mark, but everyone was worried about Australia, worried about Pakistan, worried about South Africa, yeah. you know, worried about India. But you mm. know, England were an afterthought for a quite a long time and it like hit rock bottom around twenty fifteen where mm. um, they didn't even make it through the, the, the pool stages and that was when they did that really big reinvention, which is also why your your root, your butler, your Owen Morgans made it because the the peak of that English one day side it's been with their fairly recently, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose that's probably one other thing that you know. Yeah, Nick Knight was a fantastic player, but he was also oversaw. It was a, shi- it was a shining light in a in a fairly fairly average run of the mill team. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. remember that English team at, at times, and they play. But I mean, does that count five. against him, or does that count for him? Like, it, it's harder to play well in a in an average team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I couldn't find a spot for him. Yeah, I'm right. Moving on, moving on. It's a good team to come in on. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm... It's, it's, yeah. That that Cinderella like '96 World Cup. Even though we got beaten, it was it was exciting for world cricket. Oh, it read, read, like it was it. It, it revolu- the way they took to playing cricket sort of revolutionised the way that one day cricket's being played. Uh, so we'll get to that a little bit later on, but beforehand, we're going to have a bit of a chat in sort of uh, how the... Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Absolutely okay. We're going to have a quick chat about sort of how the uh, some things are shaking out now for the One Day World Cup happening in India later on this year. All that is coming up right after this. Here we go. Ryan Harris. Okay, so there have been some movers and shakers getting set for the upcoming ODI World Cup. So we're going to have a quick look at that. So after uh, South Africa decided to forfeit their three-match one-day international series against Australia in favour of starting off their uh, SAT 20 tournament, 
they were in a real tough predicament and looking like they were going to miss out on automatically qualifying for the World Cup, having to go through the, the qualifiers. Uh, they have had a three-game series against the Netherlands and quite rightly have smoked them the whole way through. There were some interesting showings. I think there was patches where the Netherlands looked like they were, you know, had a bit of something about them. But at the end of the day, South Africa are a very good white ball unit. Um, and um, and demonstrated and, as such. And demonstrated. Aiden Markram is coming back into form. Uh, Temba Vuma has been playing unbelievably well. Uh, knocked all that out. So South Africa now uh, have got their foot in the door to automatically qualify and need Ireland. The only way that they would miss out is if Ireland wins 3-0 against Bangladesh. Uh, in Bangladesh. In Bangladesh later on in May. And uh, as we've seen, Bangladesh are a very, very good side at home in white ball cricket. So I think that is probably going to be a bridge too far for the Irish, which would mean odds on that um, South Africa make it through, which puts the West Indies out and into the qualifiers. Mm. Mm. Well, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because we just continue to see the decline of West Indies cricket. Don't it's we? a team that just, it, it's it's stumbled after losing sort of Gale, Pollard, Bravo, those sort of guys. And mm. they're, they're trying to bring in some, some of the new youth guys and they just, they just seem to, rather than riding themselves, it just keeps to be that stumble that, that keeps, like a cartoon where the character just keeps stumbling and stumbling yeah. and stumbling. They, and, and they produce these these players that are just all or nothing all the time. They don't they don't seem to have a... Yeah, they'll have games where they absolutely put it together and yeah. kill it, and then they'll have games where you're just like, do you guys even know how to play? Yeah, and but it, it is because they do play low-percentage cricket that looks entertaining. Um, but, but it has a very little substance Lots of risk it. involved, which is yeah. great to watch until, you know, until you're a West Indian and, supporter. And this has yeah. been the thing that we've yeah. been talking about, what, probably since the... Well, it's been going on. What we notice in our coverage of yeah. the very first episodes that we did of Two Slips in the Gully was a wrap of the 2019 World Cup. And that was one of our big criticisms of the West Indies. They just had a team that when they came off would yeah. slaughter people, mm. but they just never they never all came off. And that mm. just ended up being a mad scramble to try and put together enough runs with all the, the big hitters that they had. Because mm-hmm. it just seemed to be their idea was if we put enough guys, like they bat, legitimately batted to nine or ten with guys that yeah. could find the boundary. And their plan just seemed to be... Someone's going to have a one, day. <laughs> two, of these, two, of the, two of these guys come off, we've got ourselves... 280 on the board, easy, and we'll have a bowling attack that'll chase that down. And if, if a bunch of them come off, we could have 350, 380 on the board, and it just yeah. it never happened. It, it, um, or you could have a couple of guys who come off most of the time and still have those guys there to bat your last 15 overs. You know, and like and it's the same with the bowling as well. Yeah. It all seems to be a bit one speed. They're all guys yeah. that try to bang it in, hit the deck hard, mm. bounce you out. Blast you away with the you know the big wicket taking balls, but there doesn't yeah. seem to be any sort of workhorse bowlers coming in to yeah. do a job. I need and, a Courtney Walsh into um, the wind, just straight on the spot, and and that just seems to be the thing. It's just if, when we get it right on the day, we we can beat literally anybody. But if we don't get it right on the day, we'll look like we don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. and the, the thing, it's clearly a leadership thing as well. Now I don't know who who. In, in this West Indies group, stands out at all as a legitimate leader in that 
in that team. Well, Rothman Powell, I believe, is now currently the white ball captain, or is he is just he really? a T20 captain? No, I think he's just sure. a T20 captain. Um, is, well, I mean, uh, Shai, who, who actually is? Shai Hope one? has a, a good one-day record. Um, he's he's the exception to the rule, but because he can play the long game. Yeah, exactly. And he, maybe it, that's who they need to put in charge. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, it's just very disappointing to be sitting here on the verge of another major 50-over tournament. <laughs> they the just way, haven't got that, it together. They haven't got the, their yeah. stuff together enough over this period of time. What's it? It's a two-year or three-year qualification period. They've had no consistency at all in that time. They've had mm. sporadic results. Well, and now they find that they were, a, a team that forfeited a series is now ahead of them in the standings. Well, they were making jokes before that the they were lucky they were hosting the 2024 T20 World Cup because otherwise they may not have made it. Yeah, and this true. is a team. This is the, the the team that's got one two of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, one two World Cups. Yeah, in that in that format. So you know what they it might be good for them in a way because if they don't make it on those, you know, if they don't make a limited overs World Cup, they might make some changes. I mean, but what changes? You can, you what can, changes can they make? You can clearly see that their um their board doesn't care about Test cricket, but you know they might actually start looking at uh, developing a, a 50-over sort of Yeah, but I mean, where, where do, where do, is there enough there to, to, to build? You've got to have something to build on. What are you looking at building on it with their 50-over with their team? The thing that is just absolutely staggering for the West Indies is who is the last great batsman? to come out of the West Indies. That's Chris Gale. Yeah. Yeah. There's been no one really since, since Gale that in any form. Like Gale's not a, a, you know, Gale is a good test player. Yeah. Um, oh, Gale's got a, a very good test He's an man. excellent white ball player, but post Chris Gale, name, mm. a, name a world, like a genuinely world-class West Indies batsman. And what, when did Chris Gale make his debut? Like 200 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's been gone for about 100 years. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Is he gone? I feel like he's still playing. Oh, I think he's still doing, I think he's still doing he, the rounds in he's franchise doing the cricket. But he's, Isn't he he's, running around playing T10 in Abu Dhabi? He's, he's finished, he's finished as, an, as a West Indies cricketer, but yeah. I believe he's still doing okay. his own thing. Yeah. Chris like, Gale looks smart, not hard. But like, Chris Gale has been around a long time, and this is a country yeah. that just can't even accidentally make a genuine yeah. world-class that's when it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, Shy Hope is the closest they've probably got who is consistently, but he cannot, for life, we can't figure out how to play red ball cricket. Yeah. Uh, can't play white ball, like T20 cricket, but is a, like, he's that, that rock in the middle that you bat around for, yeah, for 50, f- 50 over cricket. They're just, and there's just no consistency. They're just, con- they yeah. consistently just cannot churn out. Well, you, you look at bat, that. And if you can't bat, you can't win limited overs games. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter how many good young, you know, young Tyro fast bowlers you come up with or, you know, spinners with a mystery ball like Sunil Narayan or whatever. If you can't put runs on the board, you don't win. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. And the disappointing thing from my from my point of view, like you see their T20 team and the guys that they've got in that, and as we said, they're rocks or diamonds, which are, because that's the way they play. But guys like Hetmeyer, um, Nicholas Poran, they just haven't kicked on. 
Porn is an absolutely fantastic mm. technique. It, it just yeah, yeah. It, it bugs me that he is not better than what he is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they seem quite happy to put their hands out for the check in the in the franchise leagues. And, yeah. and, and, and the footwork the and the positions that he hits the ball from yeah. are just they're, they're breathtaking. There's absolutely. no reason why yeah. he shouldn't be a, an elite 50-over cricketer. There's yeah. no reason at all other than the fact that it's – it's in, it's in between easy, his ears. Yeah, between his ears. It's as yeah. simple as that. I, you know, it wouldn't be a, a bad gig for JL to go to. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, could you? I, I would like, you know what? You're not some, wrong. Yeah, you're like, not wrong. Like some but tough just love. Some they, but they've like, tried this in the past, and the, yeah. and the team revolted on them. And yeah, like, yeah. like remember who that who went over there? It was an Australian coach who went over there. Who was it who went over there and said, "Oh, this is just ridiculous." I asked them to do something. They all went and said, "No, it's too hot," and went and sat in the change rooms. <laughs> yeah. I forget who it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe you know, maybe not JL, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Just some old-fashioned, like yeah. but, focus on fundamentals. Don't worry about reverse sweeps and all this flashy well, stuff. Just some old-fashioned line. They've had some good, pretty cricket. respectable players around the leadership group. You mean mm-hmm. the Viv Richards has been involved? Currently, yeah. Ambrose has been involved. I mean, Phil Simmons is a fairly well-respected cricketer over there, and he yeah. had a fa- and like just I don't know what it is. They just cannot get. And it, it might be the fact that there is that sort of rebellion against the board. I mean, there's a lot of influence from the, the Bravos and the Gales that just have no time yeah. for the board. Yeah. And that maybe that lack of respect for authority is filtering down and is making it hard to get any track. I don't, I don't know, but the, there's more talent in the West Indies than what is being shown on the cricket field. And, oh, for um, sure. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. And I, I'm... Kind of of the opposite opinion of Glenn. I don't think it would be good for them at all to no, miss so. to be missing these tournaments. I yeah. think that for the good of West Indies cricket, they need to be consistently oh, yeah. on the world stage, at least offering. Hey guys, you know, come and play for the West Indies in a World Cup. I don't think. I think you're right. I don't think it would be good. For, I don't think it'd scare them back into shape. I think no. if anything, it might be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and it's a very, very overloaded camel at the moment. And when it's you not when you look at many straws. when you look at the direction, and I know this has suddenly delved into bash the West Indies, and we'll move <laughs> on from this very quickly. But when you're looking at like, yeah, it's going cricket's going to try and get into the Olympics, which the West Indies won't qualify for because you can't go as a conglomerate of nations. It has to be. One nation, so I'm assuming they'll do something like they did for the Commonwealth, the, Games. The Commonwealth Games, where they'll send um, the, the winner of the yeah. the the so what is it the the CPL so whichever yeah. island nation so wins like that Trin- Trinidad so Tobago. yeah the Trinidad and Tobago what are they the, the Wynyard Islands the Knight Riders so the Knight the Trinidad oh, yeah. and Tobago yeah. Knight Riders win the oh, CPL right. yeah, yeah. then the the West Indies cricket team will be represented as Trinidad and Tobago. I think yeah. that's how it's. Yeah, I don't know. Nation. Yeah. 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 Um. But when you're looking at there, and you're looking at you know, America is hovering as a potential massive boulder that could come and like crush these guys if cricket goes and takes off in the United States. Big access to IPL teams. Uh, there's already IPL teams in the CPL. All of a sudden, then you might be able to get, if it grows over the next five to ten years, and you get uh, collegiate teams offering scholarships to fast track you into these major league cricket programs, then they could be finding it very like they're already losing some of their best talent to baseball, to baseball and basketball. They've, they've said that since the 90s. And but, soccer yeah. and things like that. So then you add American cricket 
poaching. So you've got American baseball poaching cricketers, you've got American soccer poaching cricketers, you've got American basketball poaching cricketers, and then all of a sudden you get American cricket poaching cricketers. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of cricketers left over in the West Indies, especially mm. when you look at how much money is being thrown around in American cricket at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's, you know, yeah. I, I think I think a, a sustained period of failure might but we, yeah, break yeah. the West Indies I mean, we, rather than scare we, them. We bash them because we want to see. Oh, a, we miss a, the Windies. We want so to see much. a good West Indies team. Like it just. I it, think that's why we're so disappointed with what we've seen when they come out this year. The brand of cricket is when it's at its best. You know. It, it was it was a whole era, wasn't it? It was yeah. you know like arguably the best team that's ever played. Yeah, that Windy's team. Like no. yeah, we want to see Brad them. Bradman's Invincibles, Steve Waugh's Australian side. You know they'd be sort of team that, but you know arguably the Clive Lloyd West Indies is the best team that's. But it ever doesn't grace the cricket field. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that standard for us. But you know they they should be a nation that we go. Okay, these guys can beat us. Um. And they haven't been done that. <laughs> so they're going to go and play in the qualifiers. So Sri Lanka headline the qualifiers. Uh, they're under former England head coach Chris Silverwood. Um, Netherlands, Zimbabwe, Nepal, Oman, Scotland, and either Ireland or South Africa, but looking like Ireland are in the qualifiers. And the United States have qualified yeah. um, with a uh, topping the tables in a sort of a round robin tournament involving. Um, uh, Canada, Nepal, no, Nepal, um, Namibia, the UAE, and uh, get this, the Jersey cricket team. Now, you guys know me, right? Jersey. Cricket, cricket yeah. tragic, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. When I saw that America had beaten the Jersey cricket team, right. I'm like, the what? The what cricket <laughs> but, team? It's somewhere near England, so it's a, it's a teeny tiny little speck off the coast of Normandy. Yeah. Right. And it's got yeah. its own. I was like, "Wow, wow!" Yeah. I, I did not know that the, the, that was a thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm, is that where Jersey comes from? I sat there. <laughs> I sat there one time on the internet and looked at all of the associate and confederate and conference teams that there are, and virtually every country in the world. Has some type of representation. Waiting for Iceland cricket. Yeah. Oh, Iceland cricket. I sent them a message the other day. Would you guys consider really? touring Australia? <laughs> and they haven't got back to me. Oh, they, they will though. We're they will. We're offering you. Usually with something sassy. Yeah, we're offering you free airtime on two slips in a gully to come and, and pitch your case for Ireland cricket. In, in fairness, they'll, they'll probably Iceland tell you cricket. to. Tour. They'll, they'll probably they'll throw it back at you. They'll say, "Oh, oh Redbacks toured tour Iceland. We should tour I We should. Well, I mean, they they. It's I remember. I'm there. not sure whether it's still uh, current, but I know that they used to pay people to come in and, and move into Iceland because they were yeah. worried about their gene pool being too small. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, true. I won't help because thing. I'm blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. I did, I wouldn't help them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, on the, it's been a big rise for American cricket, so they've um, they narrowly missed out on the T Twenty World Cup um, uh, qualifiers. Now they've qualified for a fifty over World Cup. You know, Major League cricket's on its way. And, you know, Ali Ali Khan was instrumental in this tournament. He's playing in the uh, in the IPL. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's the the snowball has started rolling down the hill, and it's only going to start picking up speed. So very very exciting. Um, some teams that we thought were probably shoo-ins and now have to go the long way around to qualify for the World Cup Man, later on. Two pro, two former winners of the, of the title are going through the qualifying 
world's changed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think from that, you'll probably be looking at uh, uh, the West Indies and Sri Lanka should yeah. make it through. Well, who are going to be the other two? Uh, there's another yeah. four to be added because it's 12 teams in the, in the world. Looking Cup, at that, I, I would say probably Zimbabwe and Ireland will make it, yeah. would make it through. The Netherlands will give the Irish a, a run for their money, but I think... And Netherlands, Zimbabwe, Ireland, out of those three will be yeah, the other two. The other other two teams. Um yeah. just depend I think they're all a bit of a toss up. Um but you know, Zimbabwe played some pretty good cricket in the T twenty World Cup that recently just came. Yeah. You know, Sikander Raza's been playing well, blessing Ruzrabani's gonna be there. So I think that they'll and, and they'll have yeah, um, the makings of a good team. Really um do. Gary Balance is now qualified yeah. there. He's mm. got a lot of international experience. So And um, um PJ Moore was playing for um for Zimbabwe as well, playing a test for Zimbabwe. Yeah, so there's yeah. some guys there. So, yeah, I think, yeah, the, the, the other two spots will be taken up out of one of Netherlands, Zimbabwe, or yeah. two of Netherlands, Zimbabwe, and, and Ireland. Uh, would yeah. be good, it'd be good to see the United States get in. That'd be great. I'd be. <laughs> I, I would suggest there's probably about 201 in that eight horse race at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah. You'd be, at least you'd, they're there. They don't. They you'd don't, be wondering a bit. You'd be they, like, they don't change hands here. At the, at the <laughs> moment, they don't have the consistency in their batting. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing. I'll say, you don't score runs in a white ball game, you're not going to go very far, and that's the big thing. That just yeah. there's there's some bright sparks there, but there's no one there that you're sitting there going, "Oh, who's this guy?" Um, bowling, they've got some fantastic bowlers. Ali Khan is a wonderful bowler, but um, yeah, that you know there are some proven commodities across mm. um, a lot of those teams. Like Harry Tector is a proven one day international commodity. Um, you know, Gary Balance has got a lot of experience. Pathan Nasankar and like, like there's yeah. there's a lot of guys there that have stepped up on the bigger stages, and there's um, mm. no one there you'd say. So I'd say that uh, as as much as I'd like it, because I'm very like USA, USA at the moment with the Major League Cricket coming along. I don't think we're probably going to see the United States gracing us for the 2023 no, World right. Cup in no. India. Well, we would hope that sometime, probably 2029. Sometime around that, they will be qualifying automatically. Yeah. Yeah. That will show that there's been a path of development that's been exponentially upwards. Mm. I think think T20 cricket's probably where you're likely to see them more before 50 over. Obviously. Because they don't play a lot of 50 over cricket in terms of domestically. So I think you're likely to see a, a resurgent United States T20. World Cup side before you'd see a world uh, 50 over one, but yeah. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah. All right, we'll finish up with that, and we're going to get after this, we're going to get straight into um, our Sri Lankan best one day international side. Team number two for our quest for the best all-time one-day international sides by nation. We started with England. If you haven't caught that episode, I really highly recommend you go back and watch that one. Big shout-out to uh, Craig, who helped us with that one. Uh, so we've got three of us here today. We're going to work out the West, uh, sorry, the Sri Lankan side. Um, I'm a really big fan of this side because I feel it's a side that um, they've always been sort of been the underdogs of the, the the little guys of the um, of world cricket, and they've had two very succinct periods of success. Obviously, the '99 or '96 World Cup where they uh, they won it over here, and then with the next generation of players also got to. Um, 
you know, the, the the top of the trees and one of the, the better teams in world cricket going around um, at that point as well. I don't think they won a 50 over World Cup, but um, they certainly won a T21 and they made several World Cup finals in mm. a row. So um, they, they've had a sustained success, been one of the, the, the powers of world cricket a number of times. And I think that goes to show that it is a nation that um, is really good at uh, unearthing unearthing cricketers and developing uh, and developing cricketers, so um, it's really great to see. Uh, and they're not afraid to to rock the apple cart a bit and do things a bit differently. I mean, we talked about it before. It was the uh, they were sort of the pioneers in really the hyper aggressive, going hard at the bowlers in that opening fifteen overs where they only had two outside the circle, um, and and really sort of blitzkrieg teams a bit. And that Calawith Rana Jaya Surya combination at the top. Yeah. Mm. It was. Um... And it was almost like the perfect storm that they created, wasn't it? I mean, they just come out and just be a whirlwind. Some of the shots, that, I mean, like we, we're used to Jaya Surya over that long period of time. Calwith Rana's star burnt very, very brightly for that brief period of time. He was yeah. He was just a brilliant little batsman. I know. He, he was like just you, an amazing... You look, at his, you look at his stats and it's like, oh, man, that does not do it justice. No. Like he, he came over in that late 90s series, that, yeah. that tri-series. Yeah. And he was just like... We were just weren't used to Glenn McGrath getting treated like that. No. <laughs> you know, being back, being cut for six and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And um, just all like, sorts of... Ultra aggressive tactics that they used to use. He just um, come and it was like he could play every shot. He didn't seem to have a weakness. He, he could. He still, you know, his defence was solid. The only weakness that he he had was just like he would just go too hard some of the time. It's just like yeah. that one shot, and it's like he's going to take that. Yeah. He's, doesn't matter. Well, that, like, that was that was the beauty of what they introduced is that they were yeah. prepared to play that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you go out, you get a second ball. Don't, and, don't and worry there, about it. There were some un- unsung heroes in that lineup, like Arjuna and uh, and Arifinda de Silva, which allowed them to play with that kind of freedom and know that their you know innings wasn't going to be in the toilet because these guys would rescue. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, but, he, he's a, he was a very interesting and polarizing character, Ranatunga. He really was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. Ian Healy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I reckon we'll dive straight in and get into yeah, it because yeah. there's a lot of good Go players to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, same thing as we talk about with the English ones. Um, obviously being uh, – there's not quite the same because well, Sri Lanka don't quite have the as same history as, as what England did. They were newer comers, but still – the, the, the game has fluctuated, so when we're making these decisions, we obviously can't just go look at the all-time like the all time leading run scorers and just pick the guys with the best averages and the most hundreds and move on. There's a bit of yeah. there's a bit of finagling that needs to happen with uh, with some stats, and uh, we're also one of the things that I encountered putting trying to put my eleven together was um, in terms of the structure of the side to make it work in a, a modern one day sense that there are probably some players that are good enough to be in this side, not, ma- not making it because you need to have a your, your structure in there, you need to have your you know minimum five bowling options, you need to have guys that can can finish the order, finish the, the batting strongly, or as opposed to the test lineup, you can get away with batting, you know, a predominantly number four or three or four in at five or six because the, the test cricket was a little different, whereas um, you know, you're not going to put a guy that's sort of a bit of a rock at the top of the order and bat him at six in this one 
because you want to get him in there. Yeah. You need sort of... And having, having a little bit of a string to your bow of, you know, being uh, a bit of a bowler kind of helps you qualify, I think. Well, some of them was always a bit of a strength for theirs as well. They did have, you know, they, lots of little part-timers yeah. like your, your Dilshans and, and guys like that who can come yeah. in and give you... The Silver and Rantunga yeah. weren't afraid to give you a few overs if you needed yeah. it as well. Absolutely. So they've had a history of those guys like your, your gun batsmen who come in and, and knock you over three or four three or four overs, no problems at yeah. all. Cool. All right. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, we'll go with the uh, with the openers. So um, okay. Well, you've got to have Joe Saria. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's get that out of the way. He's yeah. got to be in there. Yeah, Done. Um, move, move, in. On, move on from yeah. that one. Thirteen thousand runs, a thirty-two and a half average strike rate of ninety-one. The all-time leading century getter for a Sri Lankan in one-day cricket. Twenty-eight hundred sixty-eight fifties, and that is not to mention the that fact that he's. Tough. What's his strike rate? Yeah. 90. <laughs> That's not to mention the fact that he also has 320 yeah. one-day international wickets at 36. I know. That's a very handy, like... Eight, four-wicket hauls, four-five-wicket four, hauls. Yeah, he yeah. is... There's some very good players in there, and he is the first one picked. Like, yeah. you know, the, the style that he bowled in was not going to work in test cricket, but when you had to score off him, yeah, but, yeah I mean, I mean, he, that, that he, makes it hard. His test bowling record isn't anything to sneeze No, it isn't either. No, That's actually, not, come to think of it. He's a yeah, pre- he's, pretty handy cricketer oh, all the way him. around. He's, oh, he's we, I loved him. I yeah. used to hate him against Australia because for some reason we just insisted on feeding his cut shot. Yeah. And it's like, no, we you stop bowling there? It was like... Pick a different line. Yeah. I remember, I remember an innings where we toughed it out as well. He, yeah. he got hit by Brendan Julian, I think, yeah. just under the arm and, uh, yeah, he got this great big swollen yeah. arm and, yeah, yeah just... I think he toughed it through, yeah. I, I rate him very highly. I think he's one of the great Sri Lankan cricketers full stop. Yeah. All right. So, well, that's good. No surprises there. So no. the other opener, who are we going on to chuck out some names at me? Tilakarat Dilshan. Yep. Kumar Sangakara. All right. So we've only got one more spot to open. So I've, I personally have Dilshan locked in as the other opener. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm happy to go with Dilshan either, either. I think those, well, the, the those thing three is, are the top three. It gives you a left hand, right handed. Yeah. Uh, Dilshan batted right handed, yeah. bowled left. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're no. right off, off spin. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Right, left. Otherwise, you'd have two left handed. Yeah, I, um, I um, yeah, yeah. Dilshan, and I Dilshan. think in the, the same. The other, the, the only other person for an honor, honourable mention, you, <laughs> just Kalu, but like his record, little Kalu, is not good. Yeah, it's he in the had, it's in the low twenties. He yeah. had two very good series, um, and I guess then he just got worked out. But yeah. Can't get him in there, I don't think. No, you've got to have Sanger behind the stumps. Yeah, Sanger, Cara will come. Cal- Cal- with one, a thirty-seven hundred runs, twenty-two point twenty-two as his average, which yeah. is uh, seventy-seven strike rate with yeah. uh, two hundreds and, and twenty-three fifty. So, like, yeah, I was surprised because the way he treated McGrath, we've already covered it, but yeah. it was just like. Well, if you can do that to McGraw, you can do that to anyone, but mm. apparently not. <laughs> and, what, and what about a guy like Uthul Tharanga as well? His record's very, very good as well. Oh, yeah. I'm not picking Uthul Tharanga over Tilakaratna Dilshan. 
no, no, no. I'm just on throwing just for a couple of names out there. You know, we we need to we need to, we need to in, in, yeah. One of our honourable mentions. Yeah, Thuranga, fifteen hundreds, thirty-seven fifties, seven thousand runs at thirty-four strike rate of seventy-six. Definitely a handy player, but I'm not quite giving him the nod. Yeah. Still, I've got to Dilshan, ten thousand runs at forty. Strike rate 86, 2200s, 4750s, also uh, handy with the ball. And yeah. so that helps you with that Blitzkrieg uh, approach. And the um, inventor of the Dilshan hook? The Dilshan scoop, yeah. The scoop? <laughs> the scoop, yeah. Um, he end up, he's got over 100 one-day international wickets as well. As well. Yeah. Not a flattering average, but he's certainly a guy that can offer you some overs. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, and, and I'm, you know, in, in recent history, like having seen it, the way that he can come on and he, he, he was a bit of a gold now. You know, I mean, yeah. come on and break a partnership or something like that. So pretty good um, in the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're my top three. I've got. Um, Obviously, uh, Sanger's going to bat at three. Sanger's going to bat at three. Love this. Jay Blow Saran. it through it. No other, no other opinions. Nah. Nah. I don't think so. I mean, you want – he is clearly the best player. Okay. He's probably the best cricketer in the Sri Lanka. Interesting enough, though, like when you look at – when you look down the list of, of some things, he's made a lot of runs down the order as well, Dilshan. So he gives you a bit of versatility where he, he really exploded – so he, in um, what he's the highest run scorer in the p- number six position. He's made two thousand runs at just under thirty. That's a difficult position. In it is. Degree. It's like a, yeah. the finishing role. So he yeah. has. He brings you that versatility as well. Like he, I, he's one. Obviously, one of the first players that you pick. Yeah, but uh, you know, take a car up. Yeah. What do you say about it? Well, what any more than what we've already said? The best batsman they've ever produced, and he wicket keeps. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, I'll have Sanger Curry. Yeah, the thing is, too, like you know, nearly ten thousand runs batting at number three. (laughs) It's not bad, is it? So just so um, for Tillicrat and Dilshan, he's had one hundred and seventy-six innings opening the batting, averages forty-six opening the batting. Wow. Um, with 21, 21 hundreds, yeah. hundreds. So he only made one hundred batting at number six. <laughs> so he's, he's he's all right. Yeah, the, right. the move he up can, the order. Hold a stick. The move up the order was an inspired one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, Sangakara. Yeah, he's the he, he's by the uh, length of a country mile is the best. I can't batsman. think of any other good number threes that the that. Sri Lanka ever produced really? Oh, like their well, the, grades are in the middle order. Yeah, and Guru Singer was a very good number three. He was. I think Guru Singer. He was an excellent number. I three. did have a look at his um, stats earlier. Uh, he doesn't cut it in one day. They're solid, but they're not. They're not great. Yeah, he doesn't, he, doesn't. He made some important runs in that yeah. uh, World Cup final yeah. for sure. Um, but it was really De Silva who got yeah. there. Uh, De Silva was just brilliant in that World yeah. Cup final. And speaking of, I've got him uh, nestled nicely at number four. Yeah, number this four. is where the controversy starts to come in, doesn't right. it? Because then you, you think about you're leaving out guys like... Joe Warden. Joe Wardner. I, um, I don't have room for Joe Warden in my side. Even, uh, guys, yeah. even guys like a Marvin Adepadu. I mean, that guy's got... He's got 8,000... Uh, yeah. I forgot about Marvin. <laughs> Oh, I, can, I don't have a team. I don't have a spot for him in the team, yeah. but certainly in that middle order and and as an opener as well, you know his record's outstanding. Did mm. how much did he bat in the middle order? I know it would be almost I being exclusive, too, yeah. exclusively as an opener, and it just 
67 strike rate, 1159.50s. It's a very, very good career. But I think when you're looking yeah. at, uh, yeah. uh, he's got to probably bat in the top three, and he's not yeah. ousting any of those guys nah. ahead of him. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could argue that uh, if you're looking combination wise, you know, like we did with with Test cricket, he he formed a good combination with Jaya Surya. Uh, he was the yeah, the, the he, solid he, foil to to yeah he was the, he was the calm one yeah, yeah after they sort of went all out attack we'll put that to rest and just yeah. let Jai Suri yeah get but um, I, I still think we've made the right call for yeah. Dushan but it's pretty close actually I yeah look I I I tossed up Adipadu but just what Dilshan brings and the way he brings it is is the, yeah. is the factor that I went for. Mm-hmm. I, I think De Silva's locked in very nice. I, I think arguably De Silva is probably their best one, like one day batsman. I think De Silva's their best. When you look at that, 84 is when he started, nearly 10,000 runs at 35, but it was uh, a strike rate of 81 with 1,100s and 64 50s. So in that era. In that era, 100s so were pretty hard to get hold of. And, and captain the side after runner took it. And, you know. Sangakara has certainly got it on weight of numbers, 14,000 runs at 42, uh, 2,590.50s in that time. But I just think in terms of when you're looking at the eras, especially when you know Sangakara came into a side that had some very, very good players in it already, yeah. whereas De Silva was one of those guys that um, he helped a, forge yeah. Sri Lanka's identity as a one-day side. So yeah. I, that's why I've got him as... Probably just no, by a nose, their best one-day batsman. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he's in the sign. It's just a matter of where. Yeah. Um, so I've got him at four. Does anyone else have any other options they well, want to well, put at four? Well, the thing is, you know, I, I, we, we had a little conversation about where you're going, and uh, I suppose <laughs> it's uh, who you've got next. I mean, like, like you could probably bat five if you really wanted to squeeze in out of two at at four. Yeah, but Adipadu can't bat four. If we're gonna if Adipadu yeah. bats it comes into the team, he well, bats no, in that top three and we well, push one of those case, guys there's, down. No, there's no argument. You need Aravinda in there nice yeah. and soon and Yeah, Aravinda yeah. at four for mine. I've yeah. got no problem cool. with that at all. Let's go. Let's uh, go and then I've got captaining the side at five, I've got Ranatunga. Yeah, I I think <laughs> He's a very divisive figure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we didn't like him, but that was mainly because... We didn't like him. He, he gave it back. He, <laughs> yeah. was, he was not the polite Sri Lankan person that we were like, we, we were used to. Yeah. And uh, I think he he is like their border, isn't he? Yeah, He's very the, much. He's the, the captain who was like, well, we're, I'm not... I'm sick of getting beaten, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of being the also rands. Yeah, well, we've had enough of Let's, this. Uh, Seven and a half thousand one-day runs at 36... Strike yep. rate of 78, 400s, 49, 50s, batting in the, the middle order that's being a, that sort that's of... That's a good record. And that's, and that's a record that, that was, started in 82. Yeah, the, the criticism a lot of people had of Ranatonga is that that percentage of 100s to, fi- to 50s. But when you consider think, where he used to bat, quite often five or six... And I think that's one of the reasons he probably didn't get more of a look into the test side. But yeah. I think in the one-day side, you can forgive that conversion rate a bit because of, yeah, yeah that like hundreds in the 80s and early 90s weren't, yeah. like they weren't easy to get was, unless you were sort of opening the batting sort yeah. of thing. Bit of a liability in the field, you'd have to oh, say. a massive liability but in the field. as a captain, tactically very good, like yeah. up there with the great tacticians. And yeah. one, well, was the captain for their only World Cup win. Yeah. So, and that's a Cinderella story and... 
You know, World Cups don't win themselves. It takes no. a lot of um, tactical nous. Um, and I, I think a lot of the stuff that he did uh, running between the wickets, for, for instance, I think some of it was actually designed to antagonise us. <laughs> uh, he was just like, well, let's see yeah. what they, they say about this. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he was known for pushing the rules to the absolute limit and yeah. occasionally beyond them, like his use of runners. Which is, yeah. I mean, he's responsible for the fact that, that nobody can use a runner anymore. That's why we can't have nice runners anymore. Yeah, that, this is why I can't have nice things, yeah. Arjuna. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it'd just be like, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I pulled the pulled the hamstring. Just get, um, you know, Santa to come out and run for me. And, you know, yeah. Jai Saru was pretty good between. Yeah, he was, he was lightning as a forty-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was, yeah, so there's a fair yeah. bit of – he yeah. was involved in the odd stitch-up or two. Um, but that's cricket. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, he basically – I've i been tossing up all day about him, okay, yeah. because I don't like him. <laughs> okay. And I've got this bit of a James Anderson thing about him, but if you're going to be totally honest, he's the Clive Lloyd yeah. of Sri Lankan cricket. The support I was about to make, I mean, we – we put in a guy that arguably has better statistical figures than Clive, Clive Lloyd. We didn't put him in because of what Clive Lloyd brought as a captain. And I think that Rana Tunga, like he helped, he helped galvanise Sri Lanka's cricketing identity in mm. that, that World Cup run. Like that really sort of cemented like we're the new kids on the block, but we belong here just as much as any of you guys. And, um, I think that's had a lot to do with uh, with how well Rana Tonga, yeah, sort of. That, yeah, yeah. That we're not going to take crap from anyone. We don't care that yeah. you're Australia. We don't care that you're England. We don't care you're the West Indies. Yeah. Like we're here. You've got to remember, in the early '90s, we thought of Sri Lanka a bit like we think of uh, of, of Bangladesh or Ireland now. Yeah, you know. Um, and they, they very, very quick. I mean, it was an evolution for them, too, leading up to that 96 World Cup. There'd been a period of a couple of years there where they'd just been a really, really good one-day team. Mm. And that, that 96 World Cup in their own backyard, in their own conditions, was yeah. always going to be a, a bridge too far for a lot of teams, and it yeah. proved to be. Yeah. All right, anyway. we've moved through the top five with no real issues. So who's ever got ideas to go in at six? Angelo Matthews. Yeah, uh, that's a good option. Yeah, uh, I, I like Angelo Matthews playing as my my um, my seamer who bats. Yeah, he's got a good record, does he not? Yeah, with the ball in, in one day cricket. I mean. it's, so, not, it's not a great average, but his record in one day cricket as an all rounder is outstanding. So, Angelo Matthews yeah. has got nearly 6,000 one day runs at 42. Yeah. Um, well, that, that alone probably gets him in. Um, average, uh, sorry, an 83 strike rate, uh, 300s and 40 50s. Yeah. Mm. Um, and when you go over to his bowling. Uh, 120 wickets at 35, uh, economy of 4.6, a uh, strike rate of 43, uh, two four-wicket hauls and a five-wicket haul. I think he's almost crucial to this side for yeah. for the balance of yeah. the side. And he's proven over a, like a long career that he is a guy that um, can sort of do that accelerate, that finisher role, that Michael yeah. Bevan, that MS Doney, that yeah. that sort of role, and and really sort of you know accelerate towards the back end yeah. and, and polish off. Hence, and hence the eighty three strike rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I've got him in a time. 
I, I, yeah, he's for the balance well, of the I mean, team, he, what he brings to the team, yeah. and he's an excellent slip fielder. He was a very, very good captain. So he's a very experienced tactician as well. Um, and I, he, he I, was a crucial member of the, the, yeah. the second coming of uh, that yes. Sangakara, Jaya Wardner, yeah. um, Lassith Malinga era, Sri yeah. Lanka. He was very much involved in, in that period of success for them as well. So yeah, I've, yeah. I've got Matthews at six. I mean, yeah, I mean, though we are now running out of batting spots, so should we talk about why we're leaving out Jaya Wardner? Um, um, for mine, Jaya Wardner is a guy that has to bat the top four. I don't yeah. think he's ousting anyone from the top four. Yeah. And he's you know, average of 33, strike rate under 80, 1875, 50s. Yeah. His best value is a guy that's going to get stuck in at the top of the near the top of the order and guide a team up. Very, very good player, don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, but one I'm, of the great players. I'm I'm taking yeah. I'm taking Jai, I'm taking uh, Sankar and I'm taking De Silva over Jai Wardner. Yeah. Um and I just don't like I suppose you make the argument, do you then shuffle Ranatunga down to 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 six, and you argue about having um, Jai Wardner sort of at five ahead of Angelo Matthews? But I think it's, Matthews is uh, too valuable with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, his, his ODI record just isn't quite good enough to get him in this side. Yeah, he, he's, 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 test, he's, a, he's a top. Specialist. He's a top four oh, player. He, he is. If he you're can... picking the best, if it was going to be. Best six batsman, a wicketkeeper, best four bowlers. Oh, he's one of the first guys picked. He would be in that side. But yeah. to make a functioning best all-time team, yeah. it's a, you need the team needs to sort of need, – the team needs to work. And I just don't think that in that environment, he's, the highest you'll bat is yeah. is five for mm. mine. Yeah. Um, or may, maybe the highest you'll bat is – yeah. You can push Aravinda down to five and, and, and Yeah, I suppose the same thing. You maybe slot him in at three, yeah. uh Sangakara to four, uh De Silva at Ranatunga five and six, but then you're really sort of struggling to make some overs up, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, your, your fifth bowler is And you, you know, you've got a lot of part timers there, like we mentioned, but yeah. you're you're relying on they're, but they're part timers to make up all yeah. there's finger spinners. Yeah, you know, you need of... you need to have that that medium pacer who who bats in the middle order. Yeah, to for the balance of the time. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, for sure. So we'll go Angelo. Uh, so Dinesh Shandamal probably misses out as well. Yes, I don't have a spot um, for him. His record's not quite. 31, mm. 75 strike. Now, his strike rates, and he's playing in the modern era of cricket, mind you. He's still playing. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, that, like, we started in 2010. So cricket was well and truly getting in towards the, the big numbers in terms of, you know, 300 is yeah. a nearly a pass mark. So he's a guy coming in, six, you know, 6, 7, going at 70-odd strike rate. That's just that's not that's really not what good we enough. need. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So I don't really have a spot for him. Uh, my number seven might surprise a few people. I've got Thisara Pereira batting at yeah. seven. Yeah. Um. Uh, so on the face of it, his numbers aren't that impressive. Averages under 20, 19.98, uh, 110 fifties. This is with the bat. This is with yeah. the bat. Yeah. But he goes at a strike rate of 112. <laughs> and then on the flip side, um, yeah. with the ball, he is there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh highest wicket taker of all time. 175 wickets at 32. Goes at under a run of ball. Has a strike rate of 33. Now, that strike rate is better than Muralitharan's strike rate, who is arguably one of the, arguably the best one-day bowler in the world. Like, ever. 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 Yeah. Um, 
And so he's he's taking wickets more prolifically, only just, but more prolifically than um, than Murilithran. Um Four fifers and five, sorry, five fourfers and four fifers. <laughs> just to go and make that red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that he, what he'll do then is then allow me to pick two frontline spinners as part of my bowling attack because I'm leaning and going in that direction and would then yeah. still have four and, and pace bowlers. And you're thinking about, you know, we're picking on, on the basis of a, a functional team. Mm-hmm. At, at seven, you'll take a quick fire 19 on most days, you know. Like, and he's got he's yeah. got 11 scores over 50. So and, and, yeah. and the thing is, too, he is a big, big hitter. He's the sort of guy who you come in. Yeah, I can pick. He, he, yeah, <laughs> he comes in at at seven or eight and just launches a couple, and it really does swing momentum. Hmm. Um, I've, what are I, the other I, options you could go? Uh, you could probably go another batsman, but they yeah. Have to... Look, I, I was thinking maybe along the lines of somebody like a J- Dan and Jaya or somebody like that of the modern era. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the modern era, we're going to have an interesting conversation about Hasaranga, aren't we? Yeah, well... Well, Hasaranga's more made his name in the T20. Yeah, you don't think that he would... Yeah, He's, I, he's not a... I don't think he's in... He's not, um, yeah. He's not in the all-time one-day international side for Sri Lanka. No, not at this point. At no. this point. If, he, if, he's, if his game keeps going the way it's going, he'll certainly make the all-time T20 side. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like he's not even on the, the list... Of yeah. all time run scorers, and I don't think he's on the list of all time. Or he might be on the list of all time wicket takers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, ODI record is is nothing to write home about. Mediocre. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Twenty. Yeah, I don't. I just, I just like the guy as a player. I think. Oh, he's a great. You'll player. get better. You'll get um, better. Those stats will improve for yeah. sure. But yeah. Um, I don't even think he's. Yet. We'd have to go and look at it. I didn't even consider him, so I haven't even got the stats here. But I don't. Yeah. He's not on their. He's not on their all-time list of wicket takers, and that goes down to twenty-five wickets. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so unless I've missed it, oh, he's, uh, he's got thirty-nine. Thirty-nine in ODIs. I've got it here. Thirty-nine at thirty-eight. Oh, that's right. Because it's De Silva. He comes up as under his ICC yeah. Crick Info name, isn't it? Yeah. One Hindu Hasaranga De Silva. So yeah. Um, yeah, so ODIs, 700 runs at 22, strike rate of 105. And then, yeah, ODIs, 39 wickets at 40. Not enough. So yeah, I, I no. think I think he's a guy that might find his way in there with a bit more cricket under his belt. But um, he's certainly a talent, but, yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not what, a consideration. what about a guy like Russell Arnold? Yeah, yeah, that's a good... That's a good name. So very good record, and at one stage was probably one of their their very better players. Very consistent. Mm. So Arnold, and he's a very good commentator. Thirty-five. I, I, I don't think count. he's quite got the strike rate, to be honest. Like I know he he played in an era like ninety-seven to two thousand and seven. So you got to take that into account. But his strike rates in the low seventies, and we're asking him to bat at seven. Yeah. So unless we're rejigging the order to get some some hard yeah. hitters batting a bit lower, then I mm. don't see that he quite he quite yeah. makes it. And, and Matthews probably can't bat at seven. No, no, no Matthews. But Matthews in this team has to bat at at six. You'd yeah. be looking maybe if you're going to be looking at guys like me, like Dick Weller, who are. Yeah, but again, I don't think their record means yeah. even in a if you're going with a functional team, they've done enough to make no. a. Yeah, there are guys that are, and and I think that 
admittedly a little biased. It's my pick, but I think Pereira also then gives you quite a lot in terms of your your bowling attack as well. well. Do, do, does that mean we we have perhaps too much bowling though? No, I don't think you can ever have too much bowling. <laughs> well, it's it's true, but I mean like on on the balance because you've got Matthews that. You know, most most of the time, I feel like he, he bowled his 10 well, if he was in the side. Well, I've got four specialist bowlers that I'm thinking of going forward yeah. that you're going to get basically 40 overs out of. Yeah, and you'd then expect you expect Pereira to bowl. Then you'd expect Pereira to bowl. And, and then you expect might be Matthews to bowl, Aravinda to bowl, so I think Jay Saria to bowl. It's one of those ones where... Dilshan to bowl. If you go and get the 40 overs out of the, the specialist, then you've only got to get 10 out of Pereira, who is one of their best bowlers. Um, Matthews. Matthews, who will you know, yeah. bowl, and then you've also got um, Dilshan yeah. and James. Yeah, you've got heaps of options. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a game, it's a, and that's you know, what we said earlier, part and parcel of Sri Lankan teams, they always just seem to have everyone could come and give you a little bit of something with the ball. Yeah. Um, so it might be that if you're giving, well, let's say, Mira Lutheran will be there. If Mira Lutheran's getting a bit of tap, he doesn't have to bowl his yeah. full 10 because you've got Dilshan, you've got whoever. Yeah, you these guys, that you've got plenty of uh, mate, How many times did you ever see J.S. Saria bowl in six or seven overs, man? He was quite, you yeah. know, it was very rarely he would bowl a two-over spell. Yeah. yeah. So they did. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you could you could argue that you just um, reinforce the batting somehow. But, no, I'm, I'm happy to go with, with Pereira. Yeah, well, Pereira has the highest strike rate of any Sri Lankan player who's played X amount of games. Yeah. So 500 balls, minimum qualification, it's like 112. Yeah, on, and, his, uh, on his day, he's going to take the game away from yeah. you in those and as you And as you said, and, and many, he's got the best, one of the best strike rates in terms of a bowler as well. So this is a guy that will hit you hard with the bat and can also punch holes in you with the ball. And then you're not asking him to bowl 10 every time. Yeah. You're just like, okay, when he's having a, a good day, you do. On another day, you just go, okay, Angelo, bowl your overs nice and tight. You can have the rest of, of his spell. Yeah. I like it. It's good. Cool. I just wanted to play devil's advocate. Yeah, so. The deacon of devil's advocacy. <laughs> uh, we should get a T-shirt made up of that, eh? Yeah. Oh, should do, we should do merch. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a shout-out, guys. Who would buy two slips and a gully merch? <laughs> All right, so now we're into the bowlers, and I think – I think this is going to be fairly straightforward like the batters. Yeah. I can't see us having too many disagreements. So nah. let's just go the bowlers and we'll worry about the order that they go in. Mira Lithran will make it. Yeah. Yes. 500 wickets at 23, average under four, economy under four, strike rate of 35, uh, 10 five-wicket hauls, the most of all time until Starkey gets him sometime later this year, mm-hmm. and, uh, fifth, and 15 forfers. Um, like, yeah, if you're not putting... Him in this side, you've yeah, taken you, leave of your senses. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're kidding yourself. We can. We've been down the rabbit hole about him previously. We don't need to go there. Yeah. He's yeah. he's in the team. Yeah. The other one, Lassith Malinga. Yeah. Yeah. Third highest wicket taker, 338 wickets at 28. Um, strike rate of 32. That's absurd. Um, uh, 11 fourfers, five eight fifers, and a specialist. Specialist death bowler. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, he, he basically reimagined death bowling in one-day cricket, didn't he? The way yeah. that he used to use those slower balls and the Yorkers and everything like that. He was just brilliant. Mm. So they're yeah. the two locks for mine. I, I don't know how he had such a long career bowling how he does. 
Like, oh, and he's, he's yeah, iconic. Marvel, he's, yeah. he's iconic for Sri Lankan cricket. The yeah, blonde yeah. afro and the, yeah. the slingy action. Like, yeah. he's an absolute... Came back, had a little bit of a gut late in his career. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, wasn't missing out on a fish curry for lunch, mate. Don't worry about that. Good. All right. Yeah. So who else you guys got? Who Who's filling the other two spots for you Shemin guys? Shamin Devas. Shamin Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think. Shaminda, you, you forget how good he was. Shamin Devas bowled nearly a hundred more maiden overs than Murali threw. Yeah, right. When yeah. you consider how good Murali was at not going for runs, an economy under four, this guy bowled a yeah. hundred, <laughs> nearly a hundred more maiden overs, mm. 399 uh, one-day wickets at 27, eight for 19 is his best bowling. He's, he's uh, kind of the forgotten man. Which, are the, Everyone, which are the yeah. best figures for a Sri Lankan? Ever. Yeah. In one day cricket, yeah, yeah, uh, economy just over four, strike rate of thirty nine. He, he was like the left arm McGrath, with with a different style. You know? And and Vast wasn't a mug with the bat either, so no. he's probably a guy that he probably bats eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Murali's. Oh, it depends if you if you get Kulasekera in there or not. I don't. Um, I don't have a place for Kulasekera. Yeah. Oh, I I haven't got him either. No, I don't think so. I I was actually surprised as well. I looked him up and I was fully expecting to for it to be a close call, it's but not. Uh, it's not. No, no. unfortunately not. Because um, no, so I do like Kulu. I think uh, I think he was, he, I like watching him play. I, yeah. I, you bring it up all the time when you go and watch him <laughs> and the guy that he absolutely just carved us up with swing bowling. Yeah, for the guy on the boundary who was just going no swing, no swing. I was watching that series on TV and he was making our our top order look stupid. Yeah. He just had the ball on a string. On his yeah. day, he's very very special. I think at his peak, yeah. absolute peak of his powers, he probably walks into there and you probably lose. Um, yeah, you probably lose uh, Pereira and you go the extra back because you've then got your three quicks, yeah. Vass, Kulasekera and Malinga. But I think the totality of the yeah. their um, mm-hmm. yeah. their lineup. And, so, for, uh, and for the balance of the team as well, I mean, you, I would suggest that our 12th man is going to be a seam bowler of some description. Yeah. But, but I just don't have a spot for another seam bowl with those two there. Mm, with yeah. the two with with Mural Liveran, we're gonna name a really another a excellent top line spinner yeah. as as the four as the four. Well, that's gonna be bowler. interesting because I, I, I almost so. had a bat as my so I haven't really nailed it down, but I was thinking a bat for my twelfth man, one of the other No, I think with with the amount of Batting that's there, like the quality of the batting and how yeah. deep it's going to bat. I mean, Chaminda Vas is no mug. He's going to uh, bat at eight. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we've got Chaminda, we've got Murali, we've got well, Murali will bat eleven. Yeah. Yeah. In almost every side ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I'm maybe he's got McGrath. Maybe he's no, got McGill. Chris Martin. He hasn't got McGrath. He might have Chris Martin. <laughs> Chris Martin's the worst batsman of all time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Seriously, have you, yeah. are you talking? We say this every time as well. But you're talking about the uh, lead singer of Coldplay. Or? I think the lead singer of Coldplay would actually have a better forward yeah. defence than Chris Martin. Yeah, <laughs> those YouTube videos where he attaches cement to his footwork. Um, That's great. Sorry. Um, so we've got. Vas, we've got Murali and we've got Malinga yeah. as our three bowlers. So uh, we've got one more spot. Who's got some ideas for that last spot? I think we're hopefully going to land on the same guy. Oh, you got a few, all right, Glenn? Um, well, I know who you're going to pick because we already had this conversation. but um, Don't spoil it for the viewers. So I'll pick someone else then. Uh, Rangana Harath. Yep. 
Cool. Uh, he's got to be in the in the running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also thought uh, as a good wicket taking option, uh, Dilhara Fernando uh, might be in the running. But you go ahead now and say yours because I know he has better stats. <laughs> Tuhara Fernando is a good shout. And, with yeah. again, with that, I probably would have gone a, an extra bat because that gives you three quicks. But I'm yeah. going to go with um, Ajinza Mendes. Yeah. Um, this guy, if he played a bit longer, would be pushing towards the all-time world one-day 11 on pure numbers. Yeah. 152 yeah. wickets at 21 with a strike yeah. rate of 27. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, that, like, they worked out how to play him because he uh, – in, in test cricket, they did work out how to play him because he, he, he burst onto the scene, right? He had a, a an average that was comparable to Morley mm. in his first few tests. And then I think Batsman just worked out how to play him. Yeah. And these, his stats got worse and worse in tests. But – they didn't seem to work out how to play him in one day. It's because they still had to score off him. Yeah. Right. Like, 21 puts you yeah. in that's, all-time that's, league yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't think he's played a long enough career to, to genuinely trouble our all-time world 11. But yeah. uh, I think, look, small preview. I'm pretty sure when we get to that team, Urolithrin is going to be the, the spinner in that side, but we'll work yeah. it out as we get there. But um, mm. but on, on pure numbers alone, average, having a career where you only average 21 at a strike rate of 27 is yeah. is ridiculous. Economy under five. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, so that's who I've got. Uh, the inventor of the carom ball, I think, or at least the first person I saw use the carom ball. Am I am I getting mixed up here? No, no, you are. <laughs> um, yeah, he had a lot of variation. Uh, he bowled very flat. Yeah, he bowled, bowled a lot of darting sort of off spinners. A lot of mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I just um, yeah, I, uh, I I got no argument against. against no, you can't that. argue with those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, you fit, and when you take the overall package that that brings to the team, we got two absolute killer spinners, two excellent new ball bowlers, and yeah, a yeah. range and a range of guys who can come in and give you whatever. You it's get a, a few it's overs a, in the middle. It's a damn good bowler. It's, it's a very well balanced oh, side. It's yeah. a brilliantly overall. balanced side. I think, I think with a guy averaging under twenty at seven, they could probably do with a few more runs. But that being said, they've got a lot of batting up the top. Yeah, but so, when, I mean, if you take the sum of, of those averages of the guys in the top six, should the guy in seven shouldn't need to be making too many runs. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the fact is that he gets those runs, and that was one of the reasons that I pushed for him, is he gets those yeah. runs at a click to help finish off an inning. So, yeah. um, um, Malinga probably bats nine in that side, though. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say so. I think, yeah. Malinga had that... That innings, that infuriating innings mm. against uh, Australia. That uh, I, I, I'm with you there. I'm pretty sure it's Vast Malinga, Mendes, yeah. Muralithran will round out that eleven. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a Jonta had much with the bat. Yeah. About eight. Yeah. yeah. So and had, I um he has R fifty. And I, I I'd like to volunteer Nilan Kilasekera as a, as the twelfth man. I'm taking Seymour as well. There's there's Dilara. He, he's, he's the record's pretty good. Yeah. There's Kula Sacra, there's Rangan Harath. We probably don't need another spinner as your 12th. No, well, I think... Um, think Kula Sacra, 199 wickets at 32, economy of 4.9. It's uh, pretty good. Strike rate it's of 41. Amazing, pretty good. Dilhara Fernando um, in 
40 less games, 183 wickets at 30. Basically the same economy rate, um, I just strike remember rate him. of 35. So yeah. I would think that I don't even think, uh, like I said, peak Kulasekra with in the right conditions gets in. But in terms of the totality of their careers, I don't even think Kulasekra is the next right. quick in. I think Fernando is the next quick in. Uh, yeah, cool, cool yeah. could bat a bit as well. I'm just thinking Kulasekra yeah. gives you options in other conditions as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. In in swinging conditions, or in a, in a you know, like say in New Zealand or somewhere like that, he I'll be playing him ahead of Dilhara like, Fernando. I, I like I liked Dilhara because he was the um, the aggressive bowler before yeah. before Malinga. He was he, he got up there, bowled into the one forties. Mm. You know, he had a no ball problem. I remember that, um, yeah. but he he would, you know, I I enjoyed watching a. Fast bowler from a nation did, that didn't produce many of them. Yeah. Um, so I actually, yeah, he was a, a real competitor. Yeah. Um, but I reckon you can pretty much toss, toss a coin on that. Yeah, look, look, the 12th man is just is just subjective. But I'm just looking at it from the point of view that I'd like in that 12 in that 12 man squad, I would like to have just another seam option. Yeah, like cool. a, gen, a genuine seam option. Mm. Um, yeah, well, they're, they're both all compelling arguments. I haven't really... I mean, we went Collingwood as a 12th man for England because he was a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, handy with yeah. the bat, handy with the ball, gun yeah. fielder, yeah. and I'm not really seeing another bloke sort of fills that sort of role for Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. So, who, who is the batsman? Didn't you say he had a batsman? Oh, I was thinking someone like a, a Jai Wardner maybe gets in there or um, or a Upal Saranga. Upal Saranga as like the next batter in. But, um, yeah, so just that was my thoughts initially. But you're right, Kula uh, you know, Sakura. He's got four one-day 50s, averages about 16 or so and with the bat. strike rate, you, you could hit them. Yeah, so I, I can yeah. I can see with that being just a and then mate, you know if you're in a, in Australia for example, you're probably not playing, or necessarily playing Mendes and 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 Murali. You're going to play yeah. free seamers. So for yeah. the sake of those two runs, um, you know that Kulu, you know, uh, you know averages higher than Dilhara, you're probably going to take him on on balance of, of having yeah. a good. To offer with the bat, and I suppose as well, Malinga's going to be your sort of battering ram, sort of bowler. So you're getting yeah. someone with a bit of um, bit of guile and a bit of skill about him. Yep. I just wanted to get Dilhara in there because yeah. I enjoyed his his playing. <laughs> I would I, yeah. I would have no problem if we went with Dilhara either. I just I just think no. that from the for the balance of of a twelve man squad, we do need to have another seamer available. Yeah. Cool to say, bro. I reckon. Yep. Cool. Cool. I can't Done. agree with me more on that can't one. Can't agree with me more on that one. <laughs> Done. All right. All right. So, rounding up from the top, we have got uh, Sanath Jaisuria, Attila Karatna Dilshan, uh, Kumar Sankakara, Aravinda De Silva, Arjuna Ranatunga, who is the captain, Angelo Matthews, Thasara Pereira, uh, Shaminda Vas, Lassif Malinga, uh, Jinka Mendez and Utaya Muralitharan with Nuan Kula Sacra, the 12th man. Happy with that, guys? No one's... Oh, I'm very happy with that. I think that that's going to give any era of one-day cricket a good run You've for their money. You've got everything that you need. Yeah. Um, that's, I, think we, I think we should be really happy with how we balance this out. Yeah. Because that was always the question for me. You've how got do we express pace. You've got big spin. 
You've yeah. got you've got swing, you've yeah. got seam, you've got aggressive batsmen, you've got guys who can bat, do the long haul, you've got excellent finishes in Aravinda. You've got and and you've got you've got blasting like aggression at the top and you've got like steadfast guile in the middle in terms of Ranatunga and De Silva guys that will stand up and get you home. Yeah. And you've got one of the best players that's ever lived batting at three. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good side. We'll take it. <laughs> right. um, his run in well the, 20, done, us. the 2015 World Cup, Sanka Car, he was 400s. 400s in a row. In a row? In a row. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can bat. Kuma. Can yeah. bat. Yeah. Cool. Well, that, that that's it. Well, we're happy with that. There was yeah. no real arguments. It's always good when we agree with each other. No. No, look, I figure a lot of it picked itself to a certain extent. I'm pretty sure the, the listeners will agree with, with a hell of a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, I think when you're getting towards some of, like, the West Indies are going to be a bit difficult. India. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how difficult India is going to be. I think a lot of their... Yeah. They're big time players. They're going to be more modern. modern so the West yeah. Indies, Australia, they're going to be a bit difficult. It's going to be a modern team. Um, Pakistan capital, will probably yeah. be a bit difficult. <laughs> Pakistan will be. I think Pakistan will be one of the more difficult ones that we're going to come across. To be honest with you, because they have some wonderful one day players, man. Yeah, they do. You know, you're looking at guys like Yunus Khan and stuff like that. Mm. Their records are just brilliant. Shahid Afridi. <laughs> Well, he, 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 he may not make it. Me and Dad. Yeah. I look, I, I'm, Imran. I, Imran, have to make Imran a, will be there. You're going to have to make a pretty good yeah. argument to get Shahid Afridi in. Yeah. I don't think he, he's one of the greatest, but, gee, he was a damaging player in his time. Yeah. Well, balance of the team. Guy come, you could do worse than um, Shahid Afridi coming in at seven, having a bit of a tonk, and then not giving you some very quality overs with the ball as well. With yeah. a with 125k an hour faster <laughs> <Lexi>. ball. <laughs> Well, it's going to be interesting. I suppose we should we should now take a vote on what we're going to do in a fortnight's time for the next team. So, anyone got any? Uh, mm-hmm. Or you you picked our our last oh, I picked one. The last one. Oh, I picked the first one. So I suppose it's only only fair that we go to Glenn. Um, okay, so we've had England, we've had Sri Lanka. Everything else is open. Everything else is open. Hmm. Pakistan's fresh in my mind. Let's do Pakistan. Oh, cool. awesome. Yeah. You're going to have to do research on this one, you know. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> I think I will. Um, yeah. Cool. There we go. All right, so two weeks' time, guys. We will be having all things Pakistan for their best ever one-day international side. So uh, cannot wait for that one. Like we were just a sort of briefly off the cuff highlighted there are some fantastic players involved in that team so it's going to be excellent um we have plenty more cricket to talk about next week as well so uh, until then uh, bye for now bye guys over sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.